It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. Yo, what's good, everyone? Alex Chateras here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only, the man who returned from Denver, John Malika. All right? John, how you doing, man? How you feeling today? What's going on? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm back from a little, little getaway to Colorado this weekend. Oh, tough, tough. Week one for, for our New York Jets. We'll get into all that. I also ended up missing our week one episode, our review, but uh, I rewatched the game. I got notes. I'm ready for that tomorrow. But man, everything is good, dude. Football is back. Like the, the what I was in Colorado and the weather is. They are in, they are in football weather. Like they are right now. Like, wake I up, like it's that. Fr- man. It's freezing in the morning. I like that. I like, it's like that. It's like decent during the day. Uh, it was randomly hot one day and it was like really cold and rainy one day. It's football weather out of Colorado. So I'm ready. Like I'm in the mood for football. Our team stinks. Uh, Giants had a great win, but yo, like, you know, what's really crazy. I, I just got a, a message from uh, the Rangers. The puck is dropping in like two weeks. Like the, yeah. the Knicks, the, the, the Rangers are coming. The Knicks two are coming. Weeks, two weeks so training crazy. camp, man. Two weeks for basketball training camp. We it's got crazy. hockey around the corner. This stuff is crazy, bro. Things are moving fast, but dude, dude, World Cup is in two months. I know you don't care, but that's it's 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 gonna get wild. The MLB playoffs are in one month. One month from now. The Yankees are going to be in the postseason. The New York Mets are going to be in the postseason. I'm going to be in Green Bay. The Knicks are going to be starting. The Rangers are going to be playing. Man, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Nice. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm liking that it's fall weather. It's slowly coming around, man. I'm waking up, going outside. I'm just, you know, we can slowly start to put the the hoodies back on, all this stuff back on, you know. Shorts and hoodie weather. Yeah, man. It's chill. It's chill. Yeah, man. It's chill. That's the, that's the way to be. It's chill. It's chilling. All right. We're about to be chilling football. It was nice to just turn on the TV and catch the Jets, even though it didn't end the way that we wanted to. But hey, we're going to get back. We're going to get back into that. We're going to get your takes all tomorrow on, on the Jets episode. And I know you got your whole analysis breaking down. We'll really break it down. You know, John's our video guy. He goes back, watches the all 22 too many times. Some may call him a demon for it, but he's going to give us all the notes and breakdown that uh, everyone's looking for. So so don't stress on that. But we got to talk about the New York Knicks, man. We got to get into this New York Knicks talk because even though it's now the aftermath of the Donovan Mitchell trade, we had Andrew Claudio uh, on the last pod. You guys should go check it out where we, where we break down how we feel about the front office. How does RJ should feel? And, uh, you know, and then breaking down the Jets schedule for all you Jets fans out there. Look, RJ Barrett, uh, just had a fans interview yesterday, right? Uh, through YouTube. No media was allowed. Um, you know, they, they kind of curtailed the entire thing to the fan environment. There isn't really any, any big talking points unless John, you want to get into the, the whole game winner over, over Boston. I know you really enjoy that and how, uh, you know, if we talk about any player that really 
catapulted the Celtic season was truly RJ Barrett and nobody else. <laughs> yeah, Other than I, mean, that, I didn't really get much into it. What, you, what were your thoughts about the whole inter- RJ Barrett interview? Yeah, well, shout out to Monica McNutt for uh, holding that down. Uh, it's, uh, to be honest with you, like I, I'm, I'm a little biased here when it comes to the question, are you upset that the media isn't invited and it's a fan event? Because technically I, I, I'm that fan. Like I, I'm the season ticket holder. They invite me to go to the Brunson, you know, presser. I'm sure I could have went to the RJ, you know, if I, if I uh, really tried my hardest. So for me, it's cool. It's cool for us to have access. Like no, you're not going to get anything. You're not going to get any real press, any real news anyway. You know what I mean? From, the Jalen Brunson introductory from an RJ Barrett, you know, extension, you know, just it, it is a fan event. It is just to show face the, the league is going to start back up. They're engaging fan interest. They're trying to sell tickets, right? This is the time you're getting all these emails like buy tickets now. You know, it's time to go. There's quarter season ticket plans for the Knicks now that just dropped like brand new, you know. So this is the time it's for fan engagement. So I'm a little biased here where I think it's fine. I don't mind that the organization does that. They know that the media is lurking. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Like, they know the Donovan Mitchell questions are coming. They know the trade stuff is happening. So I'm okay to eat up the, the Knicks propaganda right now. Uh, you mentioned the, the, the RJ Celtic story. I mean, I just think it's interesting. First of all, shout out to Berman again was right. <laughs> you know, talked about that story. You know, we love to talk about how he's wrong all the time, but damn. He's right a lot. <laughs> um, uh, he's, 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 he's right about uh, this RJ Barrett story versus Celtics, where he wasn't pay- According to him, he didn't know he wasn't paying attention to the play being written because or drawn up because he didn't think he was in the game to the point where there was four people coming out and then coach said that's how RJ to get in. And then he ended up hitting the game winner. Man. I have a lot of thoughts about that, right? I, my, my, I'll, I'll start with my negative thoughts. My negative thoughts on there is he's still so young, right? I mean, these, these big time, I mean, it, in reality, it wasn't even that big of a position to be in. You know what I mean? It's a regular season right, game right, right. versus Celtics. We're not even making the playoffs. It's not that serious. You know what I mean? So like <laughs> you should be a little, you know, better at that, but it is high pressure. And he was able to kind of maneuver that and hopefully grow from that. Obviously, he was successful in the point where he made the shot. You know what I mean? To win the game. So, you, you know, he got over that hump of it. But my negative there is, dude, you got to be, your head's got to be in the game. And I'm sure it will. And obviously, if he's joking about it, that means that he's, you know, obviously learned from it. And my, my other negative is, dude, like if he wasn't paying attention and the play was for him, like, now, like, my tinfoil conspiracy of, you know, when we have these terrible, you know, last-minute plays where two players are occupying the same space, right, that we saw last year, uh, that's not, like, that's not an aberration. That's not tinfoil hat. That's players, like, literally not paying attention or not being in the right spot. So, I don't, you know, I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if that's player um uh, energy or, or player, you know, want, which we always joke around about, like, oh, this team just wanted it more. That's why they won. But maybe it is. You know what I mean? Maybe it is just the hustle factors. That's my negative. My positive of it is, dude, guy didn't even know the play. <laughs> didn't know he was in the game. 
came out bang game winner. You know what you know what I mean? So there's there's some hope here for this uh for, for this guy that we just extended, highest paid player on the team by literally like a penny. Like they, I feel like they paid him one penny over uh, Julius just to make a point. Uh, you know, so that, that's my positive and negative from that. What, what, what do you think of uh, this old old uh, tale that apparently has been confirmed by the source? Uh, I think it's great, man. I mean, look, it's. I think it's funny that he wasn't ready for the shot, but the fact that he banked it in was kind of just he's a true natural gamer. That's what I take away from it. Hopefully next time you pay attention and know, but there is just, I honestly don't even care. It's the fact that it's a game winner. Like it happens. I think what anything, it just shows that players are human and just like your day to day, you could be at your own job and your boss is telling you something. And then next thing you know, Hey, did you remember what your boss, the boss told you? It'd be like, what? I don't remember anything at all. And then somehow you could just put together this project back. Like, I figured it out. Whatever happens, you know, I, 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 I kind of like that aspect of it, but it's cool. I think the one thing I want to, to kind of push back on is this whole, should the media be allowed to talk to, you know, players? We had, we had this whole debacle with, uh, Jalen Brunson, where it was just a fan interview where you were at. And then, sick. and then you also have now the RJ Barrett and, I get wanting the, the fan experience and you can also say, Hey, the media is going to get their day. All right. We have training camp in two weeks. They're going to have exactly. media day. Yeah. They're going to be able to ask these questions. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be now this and that and the other. Um, I guess where I would push back a little bit is saying that it is slightly weird just because I think when you look at other teams around the league, front offices who cater to the PR and just understand the nuances of it. And want to show like good face, you would think that you would just say, Hey, you guys are, you can, you guys can come in XYZ the third. You know, you can't control what you can't fully control what questions they ask. I mean, they're already on. I mean, it is the Knicks actually. They could control what they, they asked. They've been trying to do that for the last couple of years. So anyway, only NBA team I know that bans credentials. That's a fact. Um, <laughs> but I feel like you could. Just to get rid of that stigma, right? Just to get rid of that stigma of like, oh, they don't work with the media well, this, that, and the third. You could just kind of allow it. Like, I, I think it's just good for business. Listen, I, I, I get your sentiment, but that would never change. Dolan could literally uh, like hand out gold bars to every single media member and they're still going to talk trash about him. So, I, and he knows it. And, and honestly, he controls everything. He, he literally owns. The building, teams, this, the, the, and, the, and the TV station. Why would he allow any negativity to be in this building before he has to? Like you said, the day is coming. Training camp is coming. They're going to be sitting there because it's league mandatory access. You know what I mean? And listen, if the Knicks want to play that game, I think it's fine to be honest with you. I'm cool with it because. Here's the thing. I, somebody was, uh, ta- I was listening to some commentary about the, you know, the New England Patriots and it was mostly like Patriots fans and talking about Bill Belichick and how his shtick is only cool because he's winning games. And all of a sudden one game in, you're like, Oh, this is Bill Belichick, man. I don't know. Like, you know, maybe his antics aren't that great. And just cause Owen Warner looked ugly and looking ugly. That's what the Knicks do. The Knicks have been looking ugly for uh, as an organization for. You know, the better half of 25 years, right? Or 22 years. 
So I don't know. I, I, I really truly believe that they know it's coming. They, they have a right to play it cool and be like, dude, we know that you got like, this is hit piece after hit piece. This is negativity after negativity. We know they already know the questions that are coming. So let's just wait until they come. And honestly, they're going to get no answers anyway. The media is going to be so unhappy with these answers and I'm going to love it. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe Mitch Robinson will give him some, uh, some, some juicy stuff after he's, I don't know, dude, he's chilling with his car, giving us a whole video, videotaping himself driving into the garage. I, I could see him maybe giving, <laughs> giving them some, uh, Berman, relax. Yeah. Berman, some bulletin, relax. some bulletin board material. I could definitely see that for Mitch, but Brunson, RJ. They're just going to give them boilerplate answers. Tibbs is going to give them boilerplate answers. Leon Rose, if he makes himself available, is just going to be like, okay, you know, boilerplate answer, boilerplate answers. And that's it. Like, and I'm, and I'm fine with it. And at this point, I understand why everyone's upset. They're going to ask about Fournier. They're going to ask about Randall. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to be all weird questions. Like nobody's going to ask like, I get Positive, that. Positive, normal questions. So I get just wait until it's business. Wait until it's work. Right now it's leisure time. Sure. It is leisure time, especially for, for, it should be leisure time for media, the Knicks, everybody, players, whatnot. I guess it's just, you know, you see the media saying, you know, it's just to help their job, do their jobs, right? And to not, and, and all that type of stuff oh, where please. they want access right now. Oh, so please. Eh. Hey, if the one Ian Begley says is just to help do our do their jobs better, I'm going to trust the man, the myth, the legend himself. Come on, Ian. Ian. You can call Jalen Brunson tomorrow and get him in an interview. You can call RJ and get him in an interview, bro. Come on. Let's be real. So, but I hear you. I hear you. I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's only because I think the big point that you noted is that the Knicks aren't winning. So you at least have to do something. If you're not winning, you at least got to have like good grace. We're gonna point to something. We're gonna keep pointing to something. Oh, but no, if you're not winning, you gotta you, you gotta do you something. To good. You have to you have to do something. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have to do something good at least, right? You have to do something good at least. If you're not winning, if you've been a bad team, you gotta show. Hey, at least we do all these other things, you know, and, and just. I like keep the trades everything. we did. I like the trades we did this offseason. I like the RJ Barrett extension, and I like the Jalen Brunson signing. Sure. Those are all good things. Those are all good things that a front office did. Uh, there's still some questionable things that they did, but those are all good things that they did. But moving up, moving I think it's along, more of what you, they didn't do. That's why, you know, it would just wait. It's, it's everything is about what they didn't do or what they, or what the media well, is. That's speculating. actually a good, that's a good segue, you know, because you want to talk about Berman being right. Well, Berman dropped another article the other day where he says he's talking to uh, an NBA. He said we're NBA executives. Um, hold on. NBA exec, sorry, NBA exec praises Knicks, Jalen Brunson signing potential bright future. That's the name of the title of his article. And if you go through it, it was published yesterday, September 12th. It goes on saying how this exec believes that the Knicks were right not to go all in on, uh, Donovan Mitchell because they would have been giving up too many assets and they wouldn't have had a team that they had a good offseason signing Jalen Brunson and that for a team that end of the season with 37 wins and 45 losses that it's they appear to be on track to have a better season with how this roster is and now another year of all of them being able to gel together you have more continuity Mm -hmm. so it's looking good from that aspect sure i mean we had depth last year being able to use that 
Right. And that's, that's the whole point of having Jalen Brunson, right? You have a, you have a point guard, somebody who can organize his offense, who can relieve Julius and RJ of being that initiator and giving them it, being that initiator in spurts when they need to be. So the Knicks are looking good for this upcoming season, according to the exec. And I agree. I mean, we saw the whole, you know, all the, 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 the litany of trade offers that the Knicks had, including RJ Barrett, not including RJ Barrett, this, that, and the third. Um, so, I like to hear that other front offices think that we're on the right path because I think. Cause they're right. It, yes, but they still have to pull back some of these players like Evan Forty and so forth. Cause I still do believe that you have to see what you have in this, in this young team that the Knicks have. But I, I, I think that he's right with the fact that we should not have to go all in to go get Donovan Mitchell and burn us. And you know what? Even Charles Barkley even talked to uh worldwide West. Right. And he was on NBA Serious Radio and he talked about Wes saying, Oh yeah, they're trying to take my, my kid, my grandma, my mom and everybody, this, that and the third. It's, it's just funny to hear. So like you're hearing all this stuff and I think it's still a good move. I like what this exec is saying about the Knicks, even though it's yes, it's a pandering to Knicks fans to say, Hey, you get, I believe that you have a good future. Yeah. I mean, it's pandering, but I also think there's some truth to it. I don't think the Knicks are going to be this playoff team this year, this upcoming season, but I think they're on a more stable track, especially having a nice young point guard who hasn't even entered his prime yet to lead them along the way. You know, I was on Knicks fan TV and I said, you know, caller came in saying, was Jalen Brunson going to be worth it? And I said, yes, because it's difficult to develop a point guard in the NBA. It's like a quarterback in the NFL. Takes years. It takes years to have to organize an offense, to understand what to be looking for, to listen to the coach, to be the extension of the coach. There's a lot of stuff that's going through that point guard's head because it's truly like a quarterback. And to have someone who's gone through that whole training, especially work with Jason Kidd, a Hall of Fame quarterback, taking that next step in Dallas, showed that he can play off ball next to Luka Doncic. You know, and my big comps are looking at, uh, you look at Fred Van Vliet, right? You look at Fred Van Vliet, you look at Kyle Lowry, you look at Mike Connolly, guys who's taken time to develop to be point guards in this league. And Jalen Brunson, in my opinion, is going to be one of the, one of those next point guards where we're like, look after having so much time and being able to take that next step. You know, I was even talking to Derek Harper when he was on Knicks Fan TV too. And he said, you know, he, he couldn't believe how, uh, Brunson has taken this step and he couldn't believe that he could be in this potential you know, all-star category point guard. He was just known to be a grit player, but he's really taken that much of a step. So yes, I'm happy that we have someone like Jalen Brunson, especially with this young group of players to organize this offense. I think the Knicks are heading in that right direction. Is he the player that's going to throw us over the ledge to be like, or, or push us to the next, push us over like that line to be this true title contending team or deep playoff run team? No, but it's the step in the right direction. So I like, based on Berman's article, based on what, you know, guys who I've spoken to, like on Knicks Fan TV and just what I've heard, I, I like where this team is being set up. And it's just, it's just patience. You know, this front office has been good for the most part. I think they just need to commit to one direction and not try to like move this, this, this like hedging their bets of like, we're going to try to be competitive and we're going to build youth because you kind of end up as the Orlando Magic and look what they're doing now after having to do the same thing. So I just want them to choose one direction. One direction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel you there. There's still something to be done uh, with the veterans. I think it's just to decrease their playing time. And I think it, I think they're going to see at least 20 games, see how it works out. 
with Fournier coming off the bench and Randall starting, but with decreased minutes for, you know, in favor of Obi. Uh, I just truly think that's how it's going to go, especially for the, and I, and I honestly do think that we could, it would be, if we don't, if we're not at least a 10 seed, man, I'm going to have a real problem. So we better, we better be at least a 10 seed here. I think uh, the Knicks can be the 10th seed. I want to get yeah. your opinion on this because it was in Berman's article and you might like this because you like Obi Toppin coming off the bench. He believes, this talent evaluator believes that Obi Toppin can average 20 points, can deliver some 20 point performances coming off the bench. How do you think Obi could do that coming off the bench? How much time do you think Obi would need to do that? Listen, man, I've been telling you from day one, the guy is Sean Marion. And if he has a point guard, if he could just run baseline, if he could hit the open three, he's going to have the time of his life on this team. He doesn't have to start. That's just the Knicks fan screaming because we suck and we don't want to watch Julius Randle. And we have this young guy. And then when he plays in garbage time, he does amazing. Right? He's not going to be this 45-point guy. We know he can score baskets. That's what he's been doing his entire life. Right? He he puts the ball in, in the hoop. So, dude, him off the bench with D. Rose – what an IQ? What else? What else do you want? Like th- that to me is perfection. I, I think he's going to be in the perfect spot, especially now that we have backup centers, potentially, <laughs> right? With Hard Cena and Sims, so he's the, he's not going to be asked to play the five, or there's going to be no crazy load on him. Uh, I, I think he, I think him and Randall are going to get pretty much even minutes, which would be fine with me. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. Well, I'd like to see, Ob- I'd like to see Obi start. I mean, I, you know how I feel. I'd like to see Obi start because yeah. he's going to be in third year of his contract. Well, think about out what it, he is. Think about that though, Alex. This isn't NBA 2K. If you bench Julius Randle, you talk about toxicity. You're multiplying. Oh, no, 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 no. I like your plan of just trading him to the Hornets. <laughs> Trade oh, okay, to yeah. the Hornets. Okay, okay. If that happens now, we're, we're talking a different story. But like, if, if this team as is, which it looks like it is, no, you're not benching Randall. No, well, well, you're not benching Randall. I'm not that. That nuts. sounds like yeah. Okay, that's fine. All right. I'm 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 not that nuts. Um, right. you know, I was you know, I find it interesting based on this whole like, it, it's just like it feels like knowing it can be done. Talking about how Donovan Mitchell went to the Cavs and the Knicks didn't get Donovan Mitchell, and like we hear the World Wide West, yes. Then you that's have. Yeah, but then you have um Jazz GM Justin Zanuck, uh, uh, you know, being quoted by Stefan Bondi in a tweet saying, you know, and I quote, this is what Zanuck said, it was the best offer. I think for them, it was an opportunity to add to their team to open up a window with Donovan. To get a good return, you've got to give up something good as well. They certainly gave up a lot. Do you think, I think the Cavs gave up a lot. Do you think it was really the best offer though? Do you really think it was about, cause when I hear Emmanuel quickly, like you even hear Bill Simmons and Ryan Russell said, said it. If you hear Emmanuel quickly and RJ Barrett and Nick's picks, I, that's the best offer. Like that's not even a question. This is, I, I feel like this is just the jazz GM trying to save face for like whatever happened. Well, yeah, not, not, it's not only like a save face thing like for PR. It's also a general business move. You have to say that you negotiated in good faith. If say he took the best deal on the table, that's what negotiating is. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and the Knicks are in the East, Utah's in the West. You know, they're, they're you know you, we're not rivals of any sort. There's nothing there, so you take the best offer. If 
the if the Knicks rumors are what the Knicks rumors are, and I would see no reason for them to lie about it at this point because it looked bad for them at the end of the day. Was obviously better, objectively better, and I would say subjectively better too. I don't think there's any way you can say that this Cavs offer was better than what the Knicks were putting on the table here as terms of assets and player now. So did he negotiate in good faith? I doubt it. But of course he's going to say that. I totally believe uh, Worldwide West t- talking to Barkley. Uh, he was not on the record while talking to Barkley. Barkley and, and Barkley knows it's safe to talk about that on the radio. They're just having dinner. I totally believe that. Berman's been on the money with almost everything. He reported these rumors. <laughs> so like, let's just, you know, let's just, let's just roll with that. This NBA exec saying the Knicks are in a good spot. That's not news, man. We've been saying that from day one. It's just, it's just the toxic boys, you know, on Twitter or, and co and people just yelling because they want to yell. They want to say fire coach Tibbs. He sucks. Play the kids. Uh, trade Randall, trade Fournier, uh, start IQ. Like, okay, dude, like, we get it. You know, Frank is the best player in the league. Uh, you know, let's fire Tibbs because, you know, the next, I was going to say Phil Jackson, but I know that's sensitive, but the next best head coach is waiting out there just dying to come to the New York Knicks, right? Where, you know, there's all, every single move is, you know, micro analyzed. Even if we don't send media to an extension, you know, interview, you know, that's scrutinized. So, I don't know if it's super appealing. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I like where this team is. I want to see where everyone talks continuity, continuity, continuity until we have to use it. And then they don't want continuity anymore. Right. It's almost like depth. Like we talk about depth until we have to use it. And we're like, Oh crap. Uh, you know, this team sucks. So I, I, I like the continuity. I want to see what Jalen Brunson, Grimes, RJ, Randall and Mitch Robinson can do in the starting lineup. I want to see what D Rose, IQ, Fournier, Obi, Sims, Hartenstein. I want to see what they can do in the second unit. For sure, for sure. I have another question for you, but before I ask you this question, look, if you guys have made it to the pod already this far, you know what you guys need to do. You need to like, subscribe, hit that button. All right. We're available on all audio listening platforms, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa Stitch, you name it. We are there. Okay. We're also on the Jet Press and the Daily Knicks, which is part of Fanside Minute Media. So make sure to go find this podcast on those platforms. And if you're watching us on YouTube, all right, please make sure to subscribe, hit that notification bell, hit the like button, at, leave a comment, add to the conversation. Let us know what you think about this these topics right now. We're about to get into an interesting topic next. We're going to see, I'm going to ask John, who do we think is going to be, uh, you know, who has more on the line this season, whether it's RJ Barrett or Julius Randle based on uh, their contracts and what they got to prove. But come on, guys, make sure to do that. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. And while you're also over at the YouTube channel, we got another podcast. Winning Picks Weekly. You got John, video producer Greg, and our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through everything. If you love sports, betting, and gambling, these guys got you covered. All right. Make sure if you they're doing the NFL right, they're they're covering the NFL right now. They got every college week. football. Every, every week we got week. a full every week we got a full NFL slate. We got a full college slate. So come check it out. Comes out early. Lines are moving. Uh we we literally discuss every single NFL game. Uh, we discuss, I would say, 75 to 80% of the college game. So come check it out. Let us know what you like. We got best bets. We got parlays. 
We got what did we learn? We got what are we, what am I missing? We got Hail Mary parlays. We got three people, three different thought processes help you uh, talk through the game. So, yeah, so go check them out. But now, winning P Weekly on Twitter. <laughs> but now, John, question, man: R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, who has the higher expectations? Who's got more to prove this upcoming season? Who do you think it is? Do you think it's Julius Randle or do you think it's R.J. Barrett? Expectations? It's R.J. Barrett. Because he's the money man. We signed him. He now has literally the Randle contract plus $1. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, we, we expect him to now be the face of the franchise and mesh with Jalen Brunson. Like, we expect him to be good with Jalen Brunson. Everything else is a wash. If Grimes gets hurt or he stinks, if Fournier, you know, stinks or whatever, you know, can't hit a three, still can't play defense, like, that's not on them. You know what I mean? If if the center position gets injured like it's been happening for the last five, six years, and, you know, something happens there, that's not on them. And now to your second part of your question with who has a bigger point to prove, that's Julius Randle. Julius Randle, I would say, unfortunately for people, because I know if you're listening, you're going to be pissed off if I say this, this team goes as far as Julius Randle takes them. Because we saw what happened when he was unbelievable. <laughs> we were the fourth team in the East. But we obviously didn't deserve to be there. And we saw when he was toxic and he didn't want to be there. We were not even a playing team. So we finally got him a point guard. This might be the first time in his literal professional career that he has a point guard with him. I think he's hyped. Uh, there's a reason he's playing pro-am games with uh, OBE and uh, Jalen Brunson. I think that players like him a lot more than the fans do. Right, I think the last year was a tough year for everybody, but I think, you know, it's like going into a new school year. You know what I mean? Even, you know, even, uh, when, you know, it was like, I don't know, high school and you knew the same kids going in, it was still going to be fresh that next year. You know what I mean? Like, even if that kid, you know, is a bully or he's annoying, like, all right, like, I'll give him a chance. Like, you know, whatever. New haircut, you know, new pair of shoes for the new year, you know? And I, and I feel like that's how it's going to be for uh, Julius Randle in the Knicks. It's, it, it, it's, it's a new time, man. Jalen Brunson's there. They actually have a point guard. Obi Toppin's actually good. I don't think it's going to be necessarily like a total negative if he gets in the game now. You know what I mean? They're boys. They're playing the same pro-am games. He's obviously good. So uh, I, I would say expectations, RJ, point to prove, Randall. What do you got? Ooh. I think... I'm going to have, I'm going to go the other way. I think expectations, I'm going to put for Julius Randle. And the reason I have expectations is because he's still got the contract. He's still a veteran in this league. Whether or not he wants to be here, whether or not the Knicks want him here or not, he still needs to show that he can have a career in the NBA because if no one can trade him, I mean, we've seen players go to waste on a, on a bench. Contract ends out. We've seen 
stre- we've seen the the contracts get uh, stretched, right? We saw it happen to Joe Kim Noah, especially if they're not productive, if no one could take them. The good old so, Allen Houston amnesty rule. Thank you. Thank you, Allen Houston. Thank you, Joe Kim Noah. Thank you, New York Knicks, for this rule and using it. <laughs> Unreal. Only the Knicks, man. Only the Knicks. But I think it's for Julius Randle because, like I said, he has to show they could still be in this league. He had a career, not, is it a career worst? I don't know if it was necessarily a career worst, but it was one of the lowest points of his career with the whole thumbs down. You know, it seems like he was the only one with the dark cloud around him when it came to the New York Knicks. You know, even you had players saying players weren't being held accountable to the same standards. We all know who that is. We can read between the lines. It was Julius Randle. You know, he wasn't performing that he did like he did the year before when he took us to that fourth seed. Now he has to show that he can be efficient because he was the most unefficient player last season, right? Can he be, can he be efficient? RJ battled, RJ battled for that. Yes, but still we have, (laughs) it's two, it's two different. I mean, obviously it's like you're talking about a vet from a guy who's developing. It's two, two different, two different, two different lanes, two different lanes. So for a guy who's been a vet, who's been around for a while, who's now entering his prime, like this is, we're talking, Julius Randle's in his prime now. I say there's expectation for him to show that he can be an efficient player. He understands his role and he could take that step back and not be selfish because he was selfish last season. There were times where I remember he just didn't pass up the ball. There were times where he forced shots. Yes, he still got his five assists, but was it five assists in the way that he's looking for guys naturally? Or is it guys because, you know, at some point, if you pass the ball enough because you're going to get tired from trying to take so many shots, you know, that someone makes some shots. And we had good, we had decent shooters last year between Burks, when Kemba got hot, Fournier was our best three point shooter, Grimes quickly, you know, RJ from time to time could hit, could knock down a shot too. So it's going to happen. Um, I think the expectations on round to show that he can just be an, like a solid all around player and a team player. I think the expectations on him point to prove, I think RJ and here's RJ's reason. You've been touted every year. You've been left off lists. You've been left off. You've been talked about not being an efficient player by the, your, your own New York media, by national media, uh, podcasts. You know, we, we go back through, you didn't have a jumper. You had now had career three point shooting, but you don't have an in between game. Can you be more than a three and D guy and a guy who can just, yeah, inefficient. He's inefficient. Can you be more than a guy who can just drive to the lane, not finish and get fouls, be decent at the free throw line and shoot an above average a three point shooter and have more to the mid range game and add more to your game? And can we see that? Can we actually see that? Can you be more aggressive calling for the ball and saying, you know, it's my time. I think I can get the bucket. There's a point to prove here. You now just got paid. I want to see if you can live up to this money. You can live up to the expectation, the extension, you know, being, yes, he was worthy of the extension, but can he take that next step to be the leader of this team? You know, we keep, us as fans keep saying, this is RJ's team. We need to see it be RJ's team. Well, take it and make it your team. Prove that point that this is your team. The league runs through wings, shooting guards, small forwards. Let's see you do it. Let's see it happen. So I think he's got to prove that point. And that's how I look at it. And, and for everyone out there, it's like, aren't you guys saying the same thing between expectations and a point to prove? 
No, expectation is like, what, what should we as a collective have a belief for like expecting from a player point to prove what does that individual have to prove to us? You know, like that's, that, that's the difference. So I'm going to go the opposite way. Um, let us know what you think. Add to the conversation. Leave that comment, you know, add us on Twitter, social media, wherever you, let us know your thoughts. Who do you think has uh, the point to prove? Let us know who you think has the expectation. We want to know your thoughts and opinions on this matter. All right. Absolutely. But then, John, last thing I got, last thing, man, last thing I got to ask you before we get out of here. What up? Do you like Denver? Will you move out there, John? Are you going to move out to Denver now? <laughs> <laughs> nah. But whatever the name of Denver Stadium is, some Empower Field at Mile High, some nonsense like that. That stadium looks really cool. I would, I would consider going to the Jets Denver game, but I also wouldn't chill in Denver. Uh, I would find somewhere uh, a couple hours away. I mean, the hiking is unbelievable. Like, did a couple cool things out there. Red Rocks was sick. I would love to see somebody I like either do uh, comedy or perform like uh, music there. That'd be sick. Red Rock was awesome. Garden of the Gods was cool. You know, a couple cool things out there. You you seem to be a, a Denver fan, though, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was out there a couple of years ago. I liked I like being outdoors, man. I like doing stuff. Yeah, me too. The, the the stuff outside was cool. I'm definitely gonna go back to snowboard though. I want to go to Vail. I want to go to Breck. So uh, that stuff would be cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, and I guess before we get out of here, let's let's congratulate the one and only Walt Clyde Frazier for receiving the Kurt Gowdy. Electronic Medal Award for being a broadcaster. This man's now in the Hall of Fame twice. <laughs> twice, my man. Twice. If this only wore dish, this time for dishing and winning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only this man wore the ele- number 11. Instead, it was, uh, Derek Harper and Jalen Brunson. Cause if he wore number 11, it's the only time he could be number one twice. <laughs> what was that? Is that, is that a Drake line? No, not at all. <laughs> being a clown. Just being a clown. But awesome. I think that's, I think that's, I think that's it, man. I think we covered all this, uh, the Knicks talk for right now. You know, we got training camp in two it's weeks. It's, it's around the corner. It's definitely around the corner. But thank you all for tuning for the Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets, et cetera podcast. Please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. Please make sure to, you know, follow us on, on YouTube. Subscribe over there. Make sure to hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. Check out winning picks weekly. Follow us on all social media platforms, all right? Catch you later. Good night for uh, your baseball right now. Ten strikeouts for Jacob deGrom. And number 56 for Mr. Aaron Judge. Not bad. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Let's go, Knicks.